everybody and welcome to the second episode of no limits this season brought to you on the state hornet podcast network make sure to check us out wherever you can find us apple spotify wherever you get podcasts i am matt Grover the third and i'm joined once again by my good friend gary saying gary how you doing today What's up? What's Henning? What's good with Mac Irvin the third? Uh, well, I'm a little, a little disappointed from that Super Bowl, man. I thought we were gonna be in for a great performance, but uh, it turns out I was only only one sided. So you know, we'll break that whole game down, and then after that, we got we got to talk about uh, biggest surprises and disappointments from this NFL season. I feel like there's a lot of material we could talk about there, and then we'll get into the little quarterback carousel. That might happen in the NFL this season. I think a lot of quarterbacks are going to be on the move, and we'll break that down a little later on the show. But first, Gary, let's talk about the Super Bowl. You know, it was one of those super hyped-up matches, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. And uh, the game itself, very lackluster, I would say. The Patriots, I mean, the I said the Patriots, see? Tom Brady playing into my head again. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl 31 to 9. Didn't even not even a touchdown for the Kansas City Chiefs. But there was a streaker in the game, so I can consider that a win. Uh Gary, what's your biggest takeaway from this Super Bowl? Yeah, Mac, as we know, me and you both were on the wrong side of history on this one. Big time having Casey winning this Super Bowl. Like you mentioned, the beginning of this whole topic, I mean, it was a pretty much shocker in a sense that I really thought this was going to be one of the best Super Bowls I've watched just because of the matchups of, like, the offense both being pretty great, the defenses being both pretty solid as well, and obviously the quarterbacks the goat versus the baby goat in our opinion that's how we set it up all here on the our podcast and man like mac to be honest with you i was like i was shocked in the sense of like okay i did not feel the line being that hurt and patrick mahomes running around for his life would that be big of a deal and you know what you gotta give credit to that the can't just tampa bay all in general you know tom brady really controlled that game didn't make no crazy throws or anything that nature to put them in harm's way and they stepped up in that sense. They had Casey guessing on defense, guessing on what they were doing. That play action was really getting them. And then, really, Patrick Mahomes, you know, like, even though, matter how far they went down, I kept thinking there's a chance, there's a chance of a comeback. And you know what? They just really couldn't get it, never get it cooking. We could just talk about all the, like, the aspects of actual football, how the edges were going basically crazy. Patty basically had no time. The Tampa's defense, we can even mention, obviously, like, I don't want to blame the penalties, but, like, the refs were a little iffy in terms of calling it tight, but, hey, at the end of the day, too, there's no excuses got to be made. Casey didn't make those penalties, the majority of them. The only one I didn't like was the Honey Badger pick. I feel like they kind of got robbed on one, calling a ticky-tack. I mean, it was called, like, it is what it, like, that call was true, but in terms of, like, game-time situation, it's like... Ah, uh, do you really want to call this 100 yards? i never seen a game like that many chances given to a team to score. So, like, I feel like we would have seen a closer game if that would have happened. But then it's just kind of shocking me, to be honest with you, uh, Mac, with, like, how KC ever looked. I mean, this is the worst loss Patrick Mahomes even said since his fo- since high school. So that's just crazy in, within itself, to be honest. Yeah, a lot of uh, noise was made towards the officiating crew. And while they did get a lot of calls, you know, they did make a lot of iffy calls. I agree with you. Calls that could have gone one way or the other. But they tended to lean more towards favoring the Buccaneers. But that's not at all the reason why Kansas City lost this game. They yeah. were flat out the gate. 
I mean, we had talked about, uh, you know, Eric Fisher going down the AFC Championship game with that Achilles injury. And then, you know, obviously they lost another one of their linemen to COVID. So they had to shuffle a lot of pieces on that offensive line. And um, something that I picked up covering uh, American River College's football team, you know, their head coach over there, he has this philosophy called linemen win games. And I think we saw that on full display here at the Super Bowl because I've never seen Patrick Mahomes under that kind of pressure. And the crazy thing is he was under that pressure, but he was still making plays. Like they had – they had Trying. two possible touchdowns or at least plays that would have set them up on the goal line that were just dropped by the receivers. And, you know, it's <laughs> that one play where he was just completely sideways off his feet, throwing the ball, and it hits the dude in the hands and the face mask. It's like, what more can really Patrick Mahomes do? I mean, the answer's not much. The receivers were off. The running game was flat. The defense didn't show up. So, I mean... Yeah, it this was a complete domination on every every aspect of the game by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I really have to give credit to that defense though for stepping up because there were question marks about that defense whether they were going to be able to contain such an offense. And they didn't just do it against Kansas City, you know, they've done it throughout the whole playoffs. They've beaten mm-hmm, exactly. you know, three really good offensive teams in the Saints, the Packers, and the Chiefs. You know, we and Washington even, you know, they put up some points too. Washington didn't look like a slouch one in their playoff game. So, I mean, you have to give credit there. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Kansas City rallies. Can they uh, build another championship caliber team? Or maybe it'll be like uh, when the Seahawks lost to the Patriots back in 2015. They just haven't looked the same since then. I just wonder if that momentum is going to shift away from them. Yeah, Mac, I mean, to be honest with you, what you've seen, like you said, like your coach told you one day, like, yeah, I mean, that's what I always heard in my, when every time I learned about football is like preaching the line wins the game. The line always wins the game on both sides of the ball. And man, that just showed itself that game, like you said. And like, in terms of them, KC coming back, I think they're going to come back, man. I think they're going to come back stronger. They're going to come back. They got most of their team still coming back. Obviously, they know now they got to get the line a little stronger in terms of when injuries happen. But A, like, like you said, you can't do nothing away. Like, literally, they had the worst game at the worst possible time. Like, I think if they played this game 100 times over with the same roster, I believe same thing would happen. It was a 24 rushes, I believe, the most, 24 pressures, the most ever in Super Bowl history. It's like, with the situation they were dealt, it didn't look like no matter what happened, they could have stopped that unless they had their full healthy roster, and maybe they could have made some different noises. But, hey, at the end of the day, Tampa made the adjustments, and clearly Casey didn't. It was a disappointment, but I still believe this Casey team will be right back in this position next year, to be honest. And, uh, you know, I am really happy for Bruce Arians and his squad of coordinators who got down there. You know, Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles. You know, God, he's got a lot of black coordinators on the staff, and I can really appreciate what mm-hmm. that coaching staff has done. But I do feel for Jameis Winston just a little bit. They got Ridia and immediately won a Super Bowl, but – Maybe that's just hey, it's the truth. Maybe, maybe that's just a credit to Tom Brady's greatness, or is it a credit to the team they put around, including Brady? So, those are questions that uh, will be asked later on in the year. All right, so we've so we've talked about the Super Bowl, and now that we've got that out of the way, uh, let's wrap up the NFL season as a whole. You know, there were a lot of teams that were expected to go places, and a lot of other teams that weren't expected to do so well 
but they managed to pull off some upsets and maybe get themselves into playoff contention towards the end there. So, Gary, who are your biggest surprises and disappointments from this NFL season? So, like, Mac, when we were discussing this topic on the show today that we want to talk about biggest disappointments and biggest um, biggest, biggest disappointments and biggest um, surprises, like we were saying, like, there was a lot of disappointments. I mean, disappointments, I feel like, in sports, always tampered to expectations. So, my first disappointing team, you know, I, I'm going to have to give it to the 49ers. Simple as that. I'm going to give it to the 49ers. And it's sad to say just because... The Niners obviously are one of our hometown teams here in Sacramento, and they really had a chance going back to the Super Bowl, especially with that defense last year. And obviously they do get hit with injuries, but at the end of the day in this league, you know it's still about winning. And no, no, I, they know too, like no excuses can be made, even though basically the whole team felt like it was out at one point. But Not just the whole team, but the whole second team as well. They had a exactly. lot of players so, on injured reserve, man. I don't want to put them as too much of the biggest deployment, but in terms of what I really thought going to the season of them contending – them not making the playoffs was a big disappointment in my eyes. Also, I gotta put a big disappointment really to like to the Vikings. The Vikings was a team last year. The last two three years they've been knocking on the door in the playoffs. Actually beating the Saints a few years back and really been having a switch on the have been just been having weapons and having their way in that division in terms of still making the playoffs and doing their thing. So them falling off to a seven nine record this year, I believe, was a big shakedown. A big drop off of what we expected, and the last team that I gotta put on this list, it's gonna be kind of weird to say, but like I said, expectation is what matters. And KC, KC to me is it's a failure, in terms of I not a failure in the sense of the season, but it's a well yeah because to be honest with you, every all year everyone had them winning the Super Bowl, no no doubt majority they're still favored. And, you know, injuries happen, like we said, for the Niners, injuries happen to them, but they had to get it done, and they just didn't get it done. And I had no worries at all. That I, I'll be honest with you, Mac, I didn't even imagine Tampa winning. I was like, nah, I'm not going to give thought to Tom getting seven. But, hey, the GOAT proved us wrong again. Can't not doubt Mr. Brady. And, yeah, I got a, those are my top three teams right there, Niners, KC, and uh, the Vikings as the biggest disappointments. So you can go ahead and we'll throw it back on um, surprises. Uh, man, there are a lot of contenders to pick from as far as disappointments, and I'm tempted to put the Seahawks as one of them just for their lackluster playoff performance, mm -hmm. but I, I won't do it for now, but know that I'm very upset. We'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk about <laughs> them later on in the offseason because it seems like they're just surrounded by drama at the moment. Um, For one of my disappointments, I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. You know, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, that trade they made to get DeAndre Hopkins – you know, I was really high on the NFC West at the beginning of the year. You know, they added that extra wild card berth. And I was looking at it as a possibility. This could be a time where every team in the NFC West makes the playoffs. And I believe had the Niners been healthy, they would have made the playoffs. The Cardinals, I just can't say the same. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but yeah, I think it comes down to Cliff Kingsbury. You know, I wasn't high on him when he first got hired. For, to Arizona, and I'm still not that high on him now. You know, you had you they had the roster to make the playoffs. They were in perfect position to do it, right? And for them to finish eight and eight, I think that's really disappointing. You lost out to the Chicago Bears, and you know how much turmoil they had in the second half of the year. And I just think with as good as Kyler Murray is and as good as DeAndre Hopkins is, you have to make the playoffs with that roster. 
And for them not to do that was very disappointing. I know they lost out in the last week of the season, but they shouldn't have been in that position to begin with, I don't think. I think they were plenty good enough to make the playoffs, and they're one of my disappointments. Uh, for the other two, for the other two, I'm going to go, I'm going to do a double in the AFC West. I'm disappointed in the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's talk about the Broncos first. I expected this to be the year that the Broncos make a big jump as far as, you know, building their team and getting in mm-hmm. playoff contention. You know, I mentioned that seventh wild card spot. And I thought they were prime contenders to do that. Maybe even give Kansas City a run for their money for the first, you know, 10 weeks of the regular season, giving them a run of their money as far as the divisional lead. I thought Drew Locke was going to make that next step. I thought that defense was going to be decent. And maybe losing Von Miller really hurt them more than what it appeared to be. I know they basically had to forfeit a game by starting a wide receiver at quarterback against the Saints. Mm-hmm. But... For them to finish five and eleven is really disappointing, and I thought it seems like Drew Locke regressed a little bit throughout the season, and that's just not what I was expecting coming into the season. And as far as Vegas goes, come on, eight and eight, man, John Gruden, what are you doing down there? They were in perfect. They had a great first half of the season. It looked like they were going to be right in the running for that uh five or six seed in the AFC, and then they completely tailed off towards the end. I think no better game eclipse uh, emphasizes that than the loss against Miami when they just threw it away with stupid penalty after stupid penalty and really took themselves out of the race. So I expect a lot more from both of those teams in the AFC West. So those are my three most disappointing teams. Yeah, I mean, real quick on your teams, Cardinals, I believe, like you said, they should have made the playoffs, but at the same time, I was like, the division, like I said, expectation, I didn't really think they were going to make the playoffs. But then also the Raiders, I expected them, like you said, when in the beginning of the season, I didn't think they would play. I think they'll be close, like they ended up being. But actually, like you said, actually watching, going through the season, you felt majority of the year that they were going to make the playoffs. So that obviously, once going through the season, felt like a disappointment. And like the last team uh, you mentioned was the Broncos. Back, I just knew the Broncos weren't going to be good, my brother, just because they had no quarterback. I don't believe in Drew Locke. So I was like, yeah, and Von Miller was obviously a big deal. So, yeah, I can see where you're going, though, because uh, for sure I think the one that should have been on there maybe is uh, Tampa. Not Tampa, excuse me, the Cardinals. But, yeah, the Cardinals, I meant. But, yeah, but no switch lanes to the surprise teams, like you mentioned. The surprise teams, in my opinion, it's going to sound a little biased, but I'm going to say the Pittsburgh Steelers as one of the surprise teams, Mac. I don't remember no one having the Steelers making the – they have no one making the playoffs – I know no one thought we were going to go. I believe we went 12 and 4. Yeah, 12 and 4 in the year. So, and I know no one thought we were going undefeated for how long we did for, I think, about 11 games we're undefeated. So, I just don't. Who knew your first 12 games were going to be against Scrubs? <laughs> okay, don't play us now. We I'm pre- Wait, we beat some good teams on that run. And now you got me off the off the top of my dome right now. Don't make me look at the schedule. I'm, I'm going to start looking. <laughs> Hey, we beat the Browns in the beginning. We beat the Ravens in the beginning. Hold on, hold on. No, that's what you... But exactly. So I got my team. I know it always looks like a disappointment at the end. But I just, I just thought we were going to be maybe 9, 10 game win team, not 12, which is a big difference, obviously, in the NFL. Second team that I'm going to put the biggest surprise... I mean, it's a surprise because the name. Browns. The Browns. And obviously surprise because they beat our behinds on that playoff game 
and came out with a shocker against us. So obviously talent-wise, I knew they were going to be a good team. But in terms of surprises, uh, they were a surprise team that they actually did that good. And obviously the playoff game, I didn't, obviously the Steelers fan did not expect it to happen. So that was probably the surprises I had this year. Um, any other surprise? I mean, I didn't. I thought Tampa was gonna have a good chance to win. I know Tennessee was still gonna be good. The Dolphins, I did expect to be good too, because last year they're you know they're showing a little uh, life at the end of the season. So I know they're gonna come into this year being good. So like you said, not too many surprises, but those are my two surprise teams right now. Out of uh, oh yeah, and a surprise team I gotta mention. I forgot I meant to mention the Washington football team. Now that team. I thought they were going to be good, but I didn't think they were going to win the division. So, well, they won a division with 7-9, but they did show some promise. So, that defense is something to look forward to in the future. So, that's why I won the surprise teams as well. You took the words out of my mouth there with Washington. You know, I expected yeah. Ron Rivera to kind of tighten the ship. I didn't expect Dwayne Haskins to completely give up on football halfway through the year. But, uh, you know, I think Taylor Heineke looks to be a kind of a decent quarterback. You know, I, I know he just uh, re-signed for two years in Washington. So it'll be, uh, we'll see if he gets a starting job and you got to mention Alex Smith and the job he did going out there on one leg pretty much. And it's absolutely criminal that he did not win the unanimous comeback player of the year. And the one person who voted for Ben Roethlisberger instead of Alex Smith should be removed from all voting for the rest of his life. It's, it's that criminal that you did, you, that it wasn't a unanimous selection. It's, Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, you mentioned the Miami Dolphins. I think they're. I think it was a little bit surprised. I didn't expect a ten and six season out of them for them to be one game yeah, out of the true. playoffs. I didn't expect the Bills to be as dominant as they were, as far as oh, the, yeah. as far as okay, in the I division. That, that was a surprise for them to see to them to make that big of a jump in one year. I knew they were going to be contenders for the AFC East, but I didn't expect a thirteen and three season out of them. I think those are my. <laughs> to be a big surprise teams from this season. Yeah, Mac, I totally miss forgot the Bills now because the Bills actually ended up proving me totally wrong. We all know in the beginning of our podcast this season, we were putting down Bills big time. And you know what? Got to give credit. They did what I thought they were going to do. They weren't going to make it as far as I, th- I thought. I didn't think they were going to win the Super Bowl. And they almost got beat by the Colts that first game. And Lamar Jackson, if you know, does a couple things here and there right, I believe they could have won that game too in the playoffs. But that's a team, obviously, that did prove something to get to the AFC Championship game. So I'll give them where credit credit is due. All right, and let's move on to our final segment of the day. There's been a lot of talk and rumors about where quarterbacks are going in the NFL market for 2021. And, you know, not even the Seattle Seahawks are safe. Russell Wilson said he's frustrated with the amount of hits he's taken. And we know teams have called into the Seattle trying to gauge their interest in a trade for their star quarterback. We already know Phillip Rivers has retired. Matthew Stafford's a Ram. Jared Goff's a Lion. Gary, what other moves do you see happening in this 2021 offseason? Mac, there are obviously some moves, like you mentioned, that's already been happening. Deshaun Watson, I feel like obviously that is basically that the boiling water always spilled over. It's ready to get going. Just waiting of time to when they can make that deal happen. I don't know what they're waiting for. They, I think they could get probably the best deal right now. They're more even closer to the draft. But, hey, let's see what happens. They might want to do that. But in terms of people I really see moving on, and it's not going to be something that I think people like. I think Dak Prescott is going to be a moving on. 
And obviously this saga has been going on for a while now. Over a year of Mr. Dak Prescott not getting paid for some experience, so for some reason, we all know the reports, crazy reports coming out this week about him following Washington. You know, I don't know if that's a big of a deal, but I guess it could be seen as a big deal because it isn't. It is a home team rivalry, so it is kind of a little scratching your head. But then again, it is social media, so I don't like to take too much into account. But pettiness is real in the NFL, and I wouldn't be surprised. And I was thinking, man, I don't know if someone's been talking about this, but Dak should maybe go to the Niners. And I think if I'm the Niners, I would think about something to do with that. If I'm the if I'm the Cowboys, I don't want some things from that. And if I'm the Niners, I mean, that's I thought that's an upgrade on over Jimmy Garoppolo. So I don't know what's gonna happen in that situation. We. Don't worry, Mac. Don't worry. Russell is not leaving. He's just doing. He's just scaring me. He's too of a nice guy. He's not. He's just cooking the water a little bit. I think you know. He's been on. You know. I don't know, if Mac. You've been watching, but he has a lot of shows. He got his own podcast now. I've been listening to it. You know. He switched. He's starting. I think you know. He's been talking a lot of great ones and like. I mean, you watched his podcast recently with Dwayne Wade. So I think he's just been picking their brain and seeing like, I gotta be slow down, Mister Nice Guy, and be a little Mister Aggressive now because. That's really going to get what I want in terms of right now because I think that's just the player movement happening right now in the league. They're all realizing that they got a, they got some they got some power. They want to use it. NBA power is translated to the NFL power if you got that type of reputation. So I thought he just turned the gas up on the Seahawks to make some moves, which they should be doing anything in their power. Whatever Russ wants, if he wants Sierra to be the assistant coach, let it go. Whatever you want to happen, whatever you need for Mr. Russell Wilson to stay, you better make it happen because if you don't stay, bye-bye Seahawks. We ain't talking about them no more. That's, that's a bit of a stretch, Sierra being the assistant coach. I'm not sure how <laughs> okay, that would yeah. fly with Pete Carroll. But, I mean, going back to the topic at hand, there, there are a lot of teams that are going to need quarterbacks here. I'm just looking at it. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to need a quarterback. I don't think Cam is going to be staying in New England. Uh Pittsburgh, they're going to need an eventual successor to Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. You know, True. even though I even though I personally think it should be this season where they find a replacement, I can understand wanting to run it back for one more year. But they need to start scoping out whether it's going to be in this draft class or the next one. They need to find a replacement for Ben Roethlisberger. He's getting up there in age, and he's the last big quarterback from that 2004 draft. Uh you know, I don't know what Cincinnati is going to do. I, you know, Joe Burrow had that ACL. Wait, what? I, I'm, hold, listen, hold on, though. Joe Burrow had that ACL tear, and you know some of those ACL injuries can be nasty, so they may need an interim quarterback for this for this upcoming season. I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to come back late in the season. And if, okay. you're, and if you're still a struggling team, you know, why would you risk it, right? So. I thought you were going to say get rid of Joe Burrow. I'm like, there's no way they're doing that, Mag. That, I don't know what you're reading to that, but okay, I know what you're saying. Uh, we know the Indianapolis Colts need a quarterback. Phillip Rivers retired. River He's not coming back. <laughs> Phillip Rivers retired in the offseason, and I don't think Jacoby Brissett's the answer. They tried that once. They went 6-10, and 10, so I don't think he's the answer there. Uh, the Texans are going to need a quarterback because there's no way Watson's playing for any anything Houston-related ever again. Uh, we know Jacksonville's probably going to take uh, Trevor Lawrence in the draft. Urban Meyer's there. I'm interested to see how that dynamic works out. College coach with a fresh out of college QB in the NFL. I, mean, I think that's going to that's gonna be a team to watch. Um, looks, I think everybody in the AFC West is set. Although, we've been heard, hearing a lot of rumblings about Derek Carr. And, uh, and even... I think Gruen likes him now. And then even Drew Locke in Denver, you know, is he really the answer? Obviously, your opinion is no. <laughs> Get him out of there. 
simply if we just go off the teams like you're going to Chicago needs a quarterback, Vikings need. I'm talking about they don't got no franchise quarterback. Detroit don't need a quarterback. Eagles, no, Detroit needs no, a, lo- Detroit needs a quarterback. I don't believe in Jared Goff. Detroit needs a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Rams still need a quarterback. No, I mean we're gonna give Stafford a try. So yeah, okay. I already mentioned the Niners need a quarterback. Carolina, I still like Teddy. I'll keep. Okay, well, hold Matt on. Ryan's probably on the move. Well, hold on. Let's let, let's dive a little bit deeper into San Francisco because I hear a lot of people having this debate. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is a starter in this league? Jimmy Garoppolo is a starter in this league. Is he going to win the Super Bowl on this particular Niners team? No, especially with Kyle Shanahan's offense he is running. I think he needs a more dynamic playmaker and a dynamic quarterback to really make his offense flourish. Do I believe a spot, a perfect spot for Jimmy would obviously be his, uh, his pass spot in New England? I feel like that could be a spot for him. Other than that, I could, Jimmy's not a bad quarterback. I don't believe he's trash or anything like that. I think he's good. Obviously, I got to give you respect when you get to a Super Bowl. Some which way, even I give Jared Goff respect, even though, you know, we all know what he did in the Super Bowl. But you got to give him respect, respect to do to get there. But in terms of going over the hump, I think the Niners know, everyone knows, especially with his health, Jimmy ain't the way. I think that's the biggest thing. I think it's his health because, you know, the best ability is availability, right? And he's well, just never too. available. He's just never – He's it's either boom or bust with him. But, but I don't think, you feel that, like, he's not trusted sometimes? I feel like Mike Shanahan sometimes does not trust him, <sighs> like, to make them plays. Like, last year in the Super Bowl run, they really tried to run the ball as much as they can, and you could tell, like, they did not want to give it to him in the big-time situation. So, I mean, I feel like trust is a factor in that situation more than anything. But I believe Jimmy's good enough to win a Super Bowl with the Niners. I think if I think if everything falls away, they listen, they had a really tough matchup in the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Maybe not. Maybe that first year was asking too much. I think Jimmy's capable enough to win the Super Bowl, and I think a lot of people undervalue him. And this is coming from a divisional rival. You know, I don't, I, I don't wish him success in San Francisco, but I think he can do it. And I think a lot of, I'm looking at the options out there. Unless you're giving up a King's ransom for Deshaun Watson, obviously Mm -hmm. he's going to be the number one target. Or Aaron Rodgers if he if he moves on from Green Bay. Yeah, unless you're getting either of those two, I don't really see a reason to move to move Garoppolo right now. Yeah, I mean, okay, Garoppolo, like I said, I don't, he's a game manager and he can get you to the Super Bowl. Now, I, like I just said, what have I seen from him so far? I don't think he can get him over the hump. But maybe that could change if he has gotten better in this time he's been off and this time he's been injured. But what I've seen so far, like you mentioned, we already mentioned the health. I simply just don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be good enough to win the Super Bowl. He already proven he can get there, and you can't doubt his record because it seems like when he's in there, they're doing good. But it's not like it's only on Jimmy why they're doing good, you know? There's a lot of other reasons why they're doing good. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. I I don't think that – I think they're regretting right now taking – they should have took Tom for a year. Okay, well. I think that's, that yeah. – Okay, well, that's easy to say now, but – well, yeah, I mean, no, I think they regretted it even. I was saying last year they shouldn't have took him. Even before that, even before Tom and Super Bowl, I think they regretted it. Like, clearly, Tom was a game changer. All right. But I know what you're saying, though. All right. One quick question Does Miami stick or twist with Tua? Stick. They have to. I don't understand why they would switch. Sometimes people, sometimes, man, they'd be just. Sometimes teams go so quick. And I understand sometimes, like, oh, let's wait it out. Like, let's, we, don't, we don't know. Like, Come on now. He didn't make mistakes like he's the idiot. 
he made he didn't make mistakes. He actually just didn't throw the ball enough. That was probably the issue with him, like not taking enough risks. So I think two is still good to go. I think they should not trade that draft pick, get down, get more assets, and build that team. I think you're right. The only thing that scares me is his long ball. But I think if you, I think we give it one more season to see what he's got. Right, one more season. I give him one we'll more, see. two more. Come on, man. Okay, but we know how the NFL works, right? It's right now. It's what can Three. you do for me right now? True, it is. And what you we, what you guys can do for us right now is end the show. So that's what we'll do. And we're going to say goodbye for this week of No Limits. Be sure to catch us next week for the next episode of No Limits. Peace.